0: I'd like to say good morning this morning. I'd like to wish everyone a happy Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, 2020. Uh, a lot different from any other that we have ever experienced before. i just say I really missed this morning of the normal uh, sunrise service. Wasn't able to have that this morning. Uh, I appreciate all the ones that uh, was interested and asked about us having the res- uh, sunrise service. Um, But We just thought it was best if we didn't at this point in time. Uh, Continue to pray for those that's uh, dealing with this coronavirus. I am thankful that uh, once again have not heard of anyone within our congregation or church that uh, has come down with that yet. But uh, keep praying that that hedge that I spoke about last Sunday there, that God would uh, continue that hedge around about us. And uh, we'll get through this. Sounds like things are going better. I hope all was doing well. I pray that um, you're having a time of uh, there of, of sharing in your homes. And um, I know I sure miss church. I miss seeing you all. It's, um, it's not what I want to, would like to have, but it's what it is. And so until we get the time that we can get back together again and... Um, assemble ourselves together. Well, I guess this is the way it'll be for a little bit, but uh, thank the Lord for this time. And even though we're not able to assemble ourselves together, I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to share together in in the ministry and through the internet and through Facebook and all those things. And so um, this morning, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter number 28, Matthew chapter number 28. Of course, this is the passage of scripture that deals with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and that first Easter morn. I can't imagine how great that was there for the events that would happen there that first Easter morn, but as it did, uh, we have them recorded, and I love the way that Matthew would record and 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 say these things and the way he would pin these words down. And um, uh, this morning, I'd like to just share with you what the Lord has laid upon my heart Uh I've, I've um, preached this message over and over last night many times, I guess, as I uh, was thinking about this and excited about this, and hopefully it will be a blessing to you um, there and and that you'll receive something that will just encourage you to continue in your service for the Lord Jesus Christ. But in Matthew chapter number 28, I'll start reading in verse number 1, and I'll just read down through verse number 8. And the Bible says in the end of the Sabbath... As it began to be dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of the hem, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear ye not, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here for he is risen. And and he said, come see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee that ye shall see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher, which with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples the word. As I look at this passage of scripture this morning and once again, it's a very familiar place. Probably almost every sunrise service, I look open this passage up, and I look at this passage and, and just to be reminded of the things, the events that happened on that first resurrection morning, I will continue to do that this week. As I had studied and I went through and went through about uh, some, I don't know how many different commentators reading the words of them to try to find something different there that I hadn't uh, brought up. Before And I searched around there. I looked at wor- a few word studies. I went to different places and, and really started out the week looking at this resurrection. But as I continued throughout the week, the Lord spoke to my heart later on this week that as I thought about the resurrection and the importance of the resurrection, I believe this morning that many times, at least in my life, of what I have forgotten about the events of this holy week. And so as I thought about it, and I thought about the gospel message and uh, the, of what we believe in this morning, we believe not only in the resurrection, but we also believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection, the three part there that made our salvation possible this morning. And so as I thought about that past, or that area and thinking about that, uh, I just couldn't leave the thought of thinking about, uh, of, not, of just looking at the resurrection. So as I looked at it this week and started thinking about it, I thought of a, a simple little analogy. In my life, I, uh, all my life, I have loved sweet tea. Uh, I love to stop at McDonald's and get a sweet tea, uh, especially back when you could get it in the foam cups. I, I loved the, their sweet tea and, and there, and as you know, those that have been around me, and as we've had many church dinners over the year that, there, that I have a desire, and I love sweet tea. And as I thought about that uh, this week, and I thought about the death, the burial, and the resurrection. I thought about, well, you know, sweet tea is not just the same unless you have all the ingredients. You leave out the sugar and sweet tea, and you don't have sweet tea. You have unsweetened tea. You leave out the tea and there, and you don't have sweet tea. You have sugar water. You leave out the water, and I don't really know what you would call it this morning, but all you have is just sugar and tea, and that's not very appetizing to me. But you know what I'm trying, the point that I was thinking about was there that we need all three. We need the sugar, we need the water, and we need the tea there to make that sweet tea. This morning, as I think about our lives, what we need this morning, yes, I'm thankful, and I know the importance, I know the hope, I know what we have because... Of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But before the resurrection ever came. Something else had to happen. We had to have the death. And we had to have the burial. And then we would have the resurrection. And this morning we believe. In the death, the burial, and the resurrection. So as I thought about these three areas this this week. And um, was trying to link them together. To provide something that would help us live our lives. And that might encourage us. Along the way, I want to go back this morning and think about these three, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Aren't you glad for them this morning that Jesus died on the cross? Aren't you glad that he was buried? Aren't you glad this morning that on the third day he rose again? I'm thankful for one of the ordinances we have as a church there that Jesus left us, that God left us. He left us not only the time that we can come together and we can remember his death there at the time of communion, but also that in the, in, the, in the picture of baptism, we have the three, we have the death, the burial, and the resurrection. We have the death as we put that candidate or that new believer, as we put them down in the waters, we show the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. While they're in the waters and while they're down there for that moment, however long it may be, as that water encompasses, we have a picture of the burial of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I'm thankful this morning, and you ought to be too if you've been baptized, that you didn't stay down in that water, but you came up out of that water, and which is a picture of the resurrection. So it's the Death going down in the barrel under the water and the resurrection as we come up out of that water. So, uh, we're thankful for this morning, of not only the resurrection, but for a little bit this morning, I want us to think for you with the if you would. I want us to think about the death and the barrel, and then we'll get to the resurrection. When I think about the death, of course, this morning, we know that it is needful death is needful as i said last sunday and as i say sunday after sunday that the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life for uh, um, there and so uh, through jesus christ our lord so i thank, i'm thankful this morning that someone had to die and that the lord jesus took my place I'm thankful this morning that all have sinned and come to shore the glory of God. And as a result, God taught, said there in Genesis chapter number 2 that the day that Adam would, and Eve would eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the day ye eat thereof, ye shall surely die. And I believe that that wasn't a physical death at that point in time, but that was a spiritual death, an eternal separation that would come from God. And so there, because the wages of sin is death, Jesus would go, and that spiritual death that needed to be paid for, Jesus would do that, and he would do it of uh, this week we celebrate as Resurrection Week, as we celebrate as Holy Week. It's that week that we, we we remember his death. As I was thinking about the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, I wrote down some things there about how that he went to Pilate and Herod, and how there, there was uh, uh, the things that went on there about the uh, uh, uh the uh, uh, being judged there before them and hearing those sins. I thought, thought about Barabbas there, about how there that they released Barabbas. I thought about the mockings that the Lord Jesus Christ went, uh, had upon him. I thought about the crown of thorns. I thought a lot of things about his death this week and, uh, and went back and looked at them again, the beatings and, and there, the hanging on the cross. I thought a lot about those things. And I'm thankful for the death that the Lord Jesus Christ went through. But as I thought more about his death this morning, I also thought, or this week, I thought also about those sayings, those, what we call the seven sayings that the Lord Jesus Christ, the last words, the last testaments of of the Lord Jesus Christ as he was there and hanging on the cross and the importance of those last words. You may not know what they were, but I'll share them with you real quickly. Remember that started there where he, he said there, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. He told the thief. As a thief uh, would put his faith in him. And and Jesus gives him those words of encouragement. Those words of assurance. That today thou shalt be with me. In paradise. He looked back amongst the crowd there. And he saw his mother. And he he saw his brother. And he said behold thy mother. Behold thy son. Went on there. And then on that. uh, What I believe was the most. Uh, uh, agonizing time the greatest thing that Jesus went through was when God would turn his back on him and Jesus would cry out those words that we see in Psalm 22 my God my God why hast thou forsaken me these sayings mean something to me this morning these sayings of Jesus there and as he was tasting death and going through death about the way he would say I thirst the sayings of it is finished. And of course, the last saying, Into my hands I commend my spirit, speaking to God. So I think about his death this morning. I think about the importance and the words that he spoke there upon that cross and, and, and what they mean to me and, and what Jesus has done for us. But not only do I think about the, his death this morning, but also I think about the burial. Now, uh, to be honest with you, I have read, I have studied a lot about the, there over the years about the burial, but I, it's kind of one of those things we just pass uh, pass through. When we talk about the gospel message, we say, well, we believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection. We just pass over those words burial, but as I endeavored this week to find out more about that burial, I realized that there was a great, uh, amount of events, a great amount of things that had to happen for that burial to play, take place. I read in John's gospel there about, of course we know that there, that it was a Joseph of Arimathea there about how that he was the one that, that went to there and he had, would beg for the, he, as the Bible says, he would cry for the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as he came to Pilate, and he took that body there, there we we see some things that had to happen in Joseph's life. I see, first of all, that that there that the Bible says in John chapter number nineteen and verse number thirty eight, the Bible says this, and after that, Joseph of Arimathea, being his disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for the fear of the Jews, besought Pilate. I find out this mo- in this passage there that he had to overcome his fears. His fear of the Jews so that he could go and ask for that pot, that body of the Lord Jesus. I also find here that one of the things that he would have to do, that he would have to go and he would have... To- have great boldness and realizing there that, that to go and to be associated with Christ, like Peter denied Christ, Joseph going being associated with Christ, that, that there were some things that would, would take place, some things that might would happen there. It would take great boldness for him to go to Pilate and say, I want or I'll cry for that body of the Lord Jesus Christ. I find out there in John's Gospel, it tells there that it wasn't just Joseph of Arimathea, but we also find that one, that ruler that came to Jesus by night. We come and we find Nicodemus, and Nicodemus there, he had a part in that, and he had to get help from Nicodemus. I find out there that he had to go, and he had to get garments. So that he could go and wrap the body of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and there. And so that had to take place in Mark chapter number 15. It talks about that. We also find there that the other thing that had to take place was he had to get spices so that he could anoint the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that the, uh, the ladies would come to the resurrection morn there to do that anointing there, but, but before that there, the Bible tells us there that Nicodemus, he had went out and he had purchased the spices there so that, that he, could, he could anoint the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. We find out there that the tomb had to be rolled in front, or the stone had to be rolled in front of the tomb there. I say all these things that there was a great price that would have to happen for that burial. That burial wasn't cheap. That burial was, there had to be preparations made so that the Lord Jesus Christ could have that burial. The tomb would have to be purchased there. The, the spices, the the garments, all those things had to. There was a preparation that needed to be placed. And I thought about that, and I asked a question this morning: Have you made a preparation for the death that we are sure to come against? I'm not necessarily meaning in the in the physical realm of things, but I'm meaning in the spiritual realm of things. Have you made a preparation? Has all these things, see see these preparations for the burial of the Lord Jesus Christ. Joseph couldn't go go out and do these things at the last minute. He couldn't wait until Jesus had died and then then went and bought the tomb. He couldn't have waited and and got the garments. He couldn't have waited and then went there and and got the spices and, and all those things. Preparation had to be made in advance. And for you this morning, preparation must be made in advance it can't wait till that time that you take your last breath it's then too late preparations must be made there's the death there's the burial but now let me this morning get into really the message of the day and what we are are celebrating today and it has to do with the Resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and as we look here in Matthew chapter number twenty-eight, we see there the events that happened there on that first resurrection morn. We see about how that the ladies would come there and, and and come to that 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 sepulcher. They would come to that tomb. As you read about it in the other accounts, we know that there were some things there that that concerned them as they came to that tomb. It was concerned about how that stone that they had seen rolled in front of that tomb how would that t- that stone how would it be rolled back rolled away but i'm glad to know this just as we can make preparation just as joseph and and nicodemus made preparation for the burial god also made preparations for this re- for this resurrection morning he would do things and he would provide, he would perform miracles so that That these things, so that we can have the assurance of the resurrection. So that we can have the assurance this morning that we don't serve a dead Savior. We're not like the rest of the world. We're not like the other religions around the world that serves a dead God. But this morning we serve a, a living God. And God had made the preparations. As I thought about this resurrection morning, the preparations that God had made and, and all this, I, I, I came up with a, some thoughts I want to share with you this morning. I wrote down these little simple thoughts for you this morning. No, it won't take too long. I don't have a lot of time, but let me, let me share with you some things about this. The preparations that God made. All right, The thought that I pinned down this week as number one was this. What the world or what the word taught, it would surely come to pass. See, over the course of the Lord Jesus Christ and over his life that he would live, he would tell that this day was coming. It was no surprise to him. He he had, he had predicted it. He said it was going to come to pass. Let me read a couple of places for you. In Matthew chapter number sixteen and verse number twenty-one. The Bible says, "From that time forth, Jesus uh, from that time forth began Jesus to show his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem, how he must suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and raised again." The third day, Jesus told them, he told them that this was going to come to pass. Matthew 17, verse number 23, it says, And they shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again. And they were exceedingly sorry. Matthew 20, verse 19, And shall be delivered to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge, and to crucify him. And the third day he shall rise again. Matthew 26, But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. You say, what, what are you saying this morning? What I'm saying in preparation for this resurrection, Jesus told them that it was going to come to pass. The Word taught that it would come to pass. But second of all, this morning I wrote on my notes here that it says this. What the world thought that could never happen would happen. Did you catch that? What the world thought that could never happen would happen. I want to ask you this morning. In the midst of this time that we are living. Did you ever think that the world would go through an event like it's going through right here, right today, in this current time? I never would have believed this morning That you could take a nation and you could shut down a nation so quick. We can't go into a restaurant and eat. Many stores are shut down. Limiting, I mean, in, in, in just a matter of just a few days, this country that we live in, the greatest country in the world, has been put and dropped and stopped dead in its tracks. I'd have never believed this morning that that could happen. But when it came to the Lord Jesus Christ, what the world thought that could never happen, it sure, surely would happen. See, what the world doesn't, or what the world can never believe, or what the world can never comprehend—that Jesus was who He truly said He was. I was reading this week, and I came upon that. Passage of scripture that talks about the many infallible proofs that we have of the Lord Jesus Christ. The many infallible proofs this morning, let me give you three little short things this morning that He truly is the Son of God. They didn't have a problem with a lot of the miracles He performed, they didn't have a problem with doing the things that he'd done. But what they did have a problem with and what put the uh, nail in the coffin was at the time when all of a sudden there he would declare that he was the son of God. See, the world didn't think that could be. They didn't think that a baby born in a Bethlehem manger could truly be the son of God. They didn't believe that he could be the king of kings and lord of lords. The world just couldn't believe it. That can never happen. Well, it did happen. He is truly the Son of God. But I'm glad to know this morning, because of His resurrection, what, what, what the world thinks can never happen will happen. Let me read this passage of Scripture to you this morning. It's an assurance for us as a child of God, but if you're not a child of God, it's something that you need to take heed to. Very familiar passage of Scripture. It's found in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 and verses 13 through not verses number 18. Listen to these words. He says, But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. Listen to this verse. For if we believe that Jesus died, I was speaking of the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which are asleep in Jesus, will God... Bring with him. For this we say unto you, and by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together and to meet him in the clouds, and so we, shall we ever be with the Lord, uh, ever be with the Lord. Because that Jesus because that Jesus arose from the grave, we have an assurance that there will be a resurrection. Acts chapter number 17, verse number 30, I believe, says, Because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he ordained, wherefore he hath given us assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. The word was taught. Jesus told them, this is going to come to pass. The world, they thought, something like this can never happen. This can't come to pass. The world thought that. So not only do we have the word that taught us and a world that thought thought about us, let me show you this morning in closing about the women that saw it. As I look at this this morning, I see some things here in this passage of Scripture that I'll share real quickly with you. The first thing I think about is I think about these women. What was they seeking? They were seeking the Lord Jesus Christ there. In Luke chapter number 24, verse number 5, and as they were afraid, they bowed down their faces and they said to them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? They were seeking there. They went to anoint the body of the the Lord Jesus Christ. They went to seek him. What did they find? Real quickly. They saw the stone was rolled away. They saw an empty tomb. They saw the grave clothes lying in the places there where it was as if the body was there. They saw great things. They heard great things that morning. I believe they heard the earthquake that would go and that stone would be rolled away. They heard about that. They, they, they heard the rumble of the earth, a miracle. They heard the messengers speak unto them and say, He is not here for he is risen as he said. Come and see the place where Jesus lay. They saw some things. They heard some things. But I'm thankful this morning that God didn't just leave it with the women. The women back went that morning. They went back and they went and showed themselves and to the, told the disciples about the, the disciples. They came quickly and ran to the tomb there and they looked and they beheld there that Jesus wasn't there. But I'm glad to know this morning that, that what, what, what they sought after, he wasn't there. But later on, he would come back and he would appear. He would appear to the disciples. He would appear to them on the road to the, uh, their, the Emmaus road. He would appear to them in different places. Even as, as Corinthians, Paul writes, unto 500, he appeared at one time. I'm glad to know this. I serve a risen Savior today. I know he lives. He lives. Why? Because Jesus is real and Jesus has shown himself to me. I haven't seen him physically with my eyes, but by the words that he taught and what I thought there, and what I believe this morning, I have seen him spiritually. And I know that he's alive. He lives within me. He indwells. He is ever-making intercession to me. So what do we have this morning? Because of a death, Because of the burial and because of the resurrection, he's given us power. Let me read this passage of scripture to you. Two more and I'm done. In Romans chapter number 6 and verse number 4, the Bible says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so should we walk, listen to this, in the newness of life. He gives us power to walk and to live our lives. But Peter says it like this, and I'm done. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who which, according to his abundant mercy, hath begotten us to a lively hope, listen to this, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation to be revealed in the last time. We serve a risen Savior today. Blessed, happy Resurrection Day, because Jesus lives. Let us pray. Our most kind, gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm thankful this morning. I'm thankful, Lord, not only for your death, that you went to the cross and you... You paid the price of our sin. I'm thankful, Lord, that you was buried, but then on the third day, Lord, that you arose again. And, Lord, I pray that those that under the sound of my voice this morning has made the preparation to a life of eternity, a life there, Lord, that we'll go. And, Lord, those who have accepted you will have eternal life. But, Lord, for those that have never made that decision, today might be the day. That they'll switch, they'll be a new creature in Christ, they'll start beginning and walk in the newness of life for you by simply accepting you as Lord and Savior of their life. Praying a prayer. Lord, I realize I'm a sinner. I realize because of my sin that the wages of sin is death. But Lord, I'm thankful this morning the gift of life that you have offered to us. All we do is call upon the name of the Lord, and thou shalt be saved. Put a burden upon their hearts. That today might be their day of salvation. This resurrection day, Easter Sunday 2020, might be the day of new life for them. This we pray in Jesus' name and amen. God bless you. Thank you.